0: Whether it's taking care of family... Mikey, stop harassing your sister. Climbing the corporate ladder. Yes, yes, yes. We need to create a new spreadsheet for the project. I know, I know. Or even taking care of loved ones. I'm here for you, Mom. You have to put you first. It's the Know You First podcast with host
1: Amanda Smith. Uh, It's Amanda Smith, your host of the Know You First podcast. You are now tuned into the second episode. My goodness, you know, we got to celebrate the little wins here. (laughs) I had so much fun with you all that I decided to come on back. Um, This show is titled Push Through. And boy, do I have some great things in store for you. The Spotlight. We are in the month that's recognized as Black History Month. Uh, which is really just history in general for all of us as we are all affected in some way, shape, or form by those who we recognize within this month. So on this Black History Month, I want to kick things off and within our Spotlight segment, I want to showcase a woman who recently became a household name for all of us, especially on the inauguration day of President Joe Biden. And then we had the pleasure of hearing her speak again I gave it away a little bit. I said her <laughs> uh, at Super Bowl 55. OK, not holding anything back anymore. There's no surprises here. Her name is Amanda Gorman. I love her name, by the way. <laughs> I'm spotlighting Amanda Gorman as she is the epitome of change maker. And her beautiful poem, The Hill We Climb, was a poignant example of pushing through and mind shifting, which was the theme on last week's episode when defeat just seems like it's inevitable. You know, Amanda is just 22 years old and was the youngest poet ever to take center stage at any president inauguration. Just a complete badass here. Just to share more about this amazing woman, uh, she was born and raised in LA and is an award winning writer, cum laude graduate from Harvard University, where she studied sociology. And if that's not enough, she has not one, not two but three books forthcoming with Penguin Random House Publishing Company, um, which is a publishing company based in Germany. To be so young, you know, she brings a lot of hope to our future, which is (laughs) so refreshing. And as we examine the hill we climb and equate it to our own personal lives, uh, to me, I see this as a call to action. So this is not a political segment here. I want to be clear. Yes, Amanda spoke at the inauguration of an incoming Democratic president, but despite where you fall on the political spectrum, um, or maybe you're not a political person at all, which is, hey, totally cool if that's your jam, um, I hope that you were able to focus on her themes of hope, healing, and resilience, which is the intended goal of this piece, Amanda Gorman, thank you, thank you, thank you for your creativity and for your words and your offer of hope.
0: Exclusive guest interviews. There
1: comes a time in our life when you can no longer settle. We've all been there. um, Or be complacent. uh, And you're really just going to have to dig really deep and push through. Push through could mean no longer settling with toxic behavior on your job or playing those political games within the C-suite. Push through may also mean saying no. Speaking of which, do you know how amazing it feels when you say no? I mean, you feel so lightweighted by just saying the words no, because we're always so accustomed to fix things for people and be that thing for someone else. And, you know, we are being shortchanged. So... Yeah, put some no in your life. (laughs) If you don't don't take anything else away from this episode, take away no. My guest, Media Maven, an all-around certified girlfriend that we all wish we all had, (laughs) knows this reality all too well. Uh, Poet Taylor is a Baltimore, Maryland native who grew up in the foster care system. Poet can now be heard on one of the top radio stations in our country in Washington, D.C. market WPDC 95.5, where she serves as co host to the Joe Claire morning show, waking us all up between 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. She's also a media correspondent with Dish Nation and Fox 5 DC and a host of others. It is my privilege to introduce to you my friend, one of my personal cheerleaders. You know, we got each other's back and a true inspiration to me, um, as I know she will be you. So without further ado, Poet Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I don't want to get into the way of your down, you know, whatever you got to do in the evening, because I know this this is is what I'm doing with my evening. Don't you
0: apologize for nothing we about
1: to do. All right. All right. Don't do that. Well, look, so, you know, after uh, AWM, you know, I took a little hiatus, and I was like, just I had to get my mind right, because, you know, it was a two-year term, which ended up being about four years, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I had a baby in there th- in the process, and so it was just a lot going on, so after my term ended in 2018, then 2020 hits, it was a hot mess, and we were all trying to figure that out, but now I got to be a teacher, I got to be a counselor, I got to be an advisor while I'm doing my nine-to-five, it was just crazy, and I'm not, Speaking for myself, I mean, all of us were going through it. So, podcasts have been something I wanted to do for a while, but this is kind of yes. that next project, yes. That I, you know, twenty twenty forced me into it, basically. Was it a force? What <laughs> <Or laughs> did you ask God, and He removed some of
0: the hurdles that were in front of you? The ladder that had stopped, stopped you for the law. The I can't ladder. Wait. I'm gonna turn on my light. I've been waiting for this conversation. So, first of all, <laughs> yes, ma'am, because. You were like, uh oh, then I had the baby in 2020, but I want you to see where you're sitting in 2021, with yeah. this healthy-ass family, this clear-ass yeah. skin, this wonderful <laughs> podcast. Yes. Like, yes. sometimes the things that we see as the biggest hindrance or sometimes our biggest blessings, and we really, really, you're probably looking now like, ah, oh, that's yeah. why I had a four-year, six-year, two-year term. Yes. There were things that I needed to learn, things that I needed to learn how
1: to navigate. A patience maybe that
0: I didn't have. A connection that that I needed when I was
1: ready to launch my big dog. Yes. So, So, And you know what? With that said, though, alignment. thats I give it to alignment because you're right. All those things that you were just saying, I couldn't do it. I I could, but I would be like a zombie trying to figure it all out. You know what I mean? And now that I, like you said, have removed some things, um, it brought clarity. And now I can kind of embark on this. All right. So the title of this episode is "Push Through," and this was a deliberate title because as I was talking to um, people in my network, colleagues on the on my job, um, friends, you know, one of the things I, I found is we were hit with twenty twenty. We kind of got into this awkward situation of how do we figure it all out? And then I noticed that some of us kind of got into this uh, circle uh, or whirlwind of complacency. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's easy to get into that realm, you know, um, especially when you don't have all the answers and you, you don't really have that nice little pathway to, okay, school's going to be opening on this time. We're going to stop wearing masks on this date. So you just kind of get into this bubble of um, complacency and it feels comfortable, you know? Um, but I know something about your story, Poe, because we had met, whew, what, four or five years ago? Well, I'm going to go five because I want to claim all the years. It's <laughs> been <and two. laughs> some time. When I was at the Alliance for Women in Media serving as executive director, we had, it was actually 2017 because it was when the Women's March happened. Yep. And it was a, I mean, took over, it became a, this global mo- movement, as we all know. And we had hosted a town hall down at WPGC, and you were our moderator, extraordinaire. And we talked about, okay, now what? You know, Women's March, now what? We had this fabulous movement. We all came together. We saw um, people of all walks of life talking about women's rights and equity. Um, but we didn't really see any hard solutions come out of that. So we hosted a town hall to talk through that. So, yeah, it has been a while poet. And <laughs> um, fast forward to now, lots of things have changed. Um, Both of our ends, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Look at life. (laughs) Look at life. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But I remember distinctly when we um, hosted that town hall, and we were talking about change and perseverance, and just even right before this um, this podcast, we were gearing up for our content. We were talking about um, getting things out the way so that you can be present and available for these other opportunities. And you talked about your personal story and what it took for you to kind of go through the media ranks, get into radio, um, you know, a, a girl out of Baltimore, you know, <laughs> and you shared a little bit of that. And I thought it was a fascinating story. And I know there was a lot of people just kind of like, Ooh, you know, Ooh, and i in, in the audience. And so before we kind of get into the meat of pushing through, do you mind sharing with everybody that story of how you got into radio? Some of oh, me, wow. I know, I know. Which is a whole whole thing, I know. Um, but I wanna, go, I wanna go there because we're, you, you haven't always been, you know, Joe Claire's morning show host on WPC, you know, what people know you as now. And I want people to see another side. Um,
0: first of all, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share in your space and your energy. This is awesome. I remember actually when we did the town hall, how you talked about this space for. Us to really talk and not just talk, but unpack things and then have this call to action that sends you wherever you need to go to get that work done. So I'm so thankful to see that this is your evolution. And if I'm a guest, I feel honored. Y'all should know right now, I am horrible at talking about myself. <laughs> I am used to being on the other side of this. So I will definitely give you the elevator spill. The funny thing is, um, I am now the co host of the Joe Claire Morning Show in Washington, D.C. Every morning when I walk into the studio, I am in awe that what would be considered a throwaway by society standards is the woman that assists in waking up an entire DMV. And when I think about how I got started and how there were so many things that made me feel like a moment like this was so unattainable, I'm thankful for an opportunity. So it's funny. A question that makes me the most nervous is probably now a question that I'm the most proud of. Uh, I want a contest to get in the radio. I am self-taught in television and radio, production, engineering, <laughs> connecting. Oh, anything that you have seen me do, I've learned thanks to YouTube, TikTok, Google, and good people that understand that sharing a blessing or knowledge does not knock your blessing down and don't dull your superpowers. It actually enhances it because normally when you share power, in that exchange, they're going to show you something and teach you a way that you didn't know how to elevate. So the first thing I learned is sometimes you're going to lose. You're going to lose when you really believe that this is mine and it should have been mine, and this is what I've been waiting for my whole life, case in point. It was this contest on 92Q in Baltimore. Shout out to Kelson and the crew. Um, and it was a wannabe day contest. Now, at the time, I am a young lady in the foster care system who has been told repeatedly that my goal was to find a job Didn't have to be a career that could pay bills and a place to live. Because when you age out, that's the rap. It wasn't a thought. We had independent living. I was not the best child. I'll be very honest. Independent living wasn't considered an option for me because they didn't think I'd adhere to the rules anyway. So I'm going to side note and say sometimes you can be your biggest obstacle. Because really I was mad that I was a kid in foster care who watched kids be mad that they couldn't get Jordans. And I just kind of wanted a family to say this is all. She's ours." She, she belonged to this unit, this is this, that, and the third. So I allowed me being angry about a past and an upbringing that as a kid I really didn't have anything to do with to kind of also hinder how I was navigating in through life and turning down opportunities that could have made me, that could have elevated me because I was still living in what should have, would have, could have. It didn't. That was a very hard lesson to learn at like 14, 15, but you, you, you learn that. Oh. I could stay here, but here has kept me here. So now I'm a little bit older. And I'm like, well, let's see what the universe says. I go and I try out. It's phenomenal. The way people respond to me and they're like, your voice. Because it's always been like this. Step note two. There are things that I think that we all poke at when nobody's watching. And sometimes it's those things that are our dopest. I would try to change my voice. Because people would always say, you sound like you smoke a pack of cigarettes or something. It was always very raspy. And then it made me very self-conscious of it. Now I'm sitting in a room with some of the people that I listen to with my mama. And they're telling me your voice and your personality. I make it to the next round. I make it to the next round. I make it to the final round, which is where you're on air with a 92Q Jam's personality doing a show. I got my mom and them listening. And I, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The person that I was on the show with, uh, Heaven is keeping him in good company, uh, Reggie Reg. His cousin of somebody was also in the contest. At the time, I was like, no, he not cheerleading for his cousin every break when you should be talking to me. (laughs) As I got older, I understood also you better cheerlead for your tribe and your squad. Because sometimes that's the only ride they're going to get when they are really pushing through to whatever their dream is. I'm sitting there and he's da die. I leave. I find out I'm not in the next round and I lost. I said, Well, what mm. about my business? I go with planning my life and what I'm going to do because I got to get it done. I'm about to age out the system. My mother done got me a job at the Department of Public Works for Baltimore City to pull the string. I'm, like, I'm in there. That good guy got a job. <laughs> listen, I'm at a job that I can't stand because I was seeing things that the humanitarian in me, I didn't know what that was yet, but I just knew that I loved people and I would rather pay for somebody's expired water bill than have lunch. I'll wait till I go home. I've always been that kind of person. I didn't know what it meant. I just felt like I ain't got much, but I have not and here's somebody standing next to me with nothing. Yeah. So I used to get in trouble a lot because I would pay off water bills or I would wipe out water bills where people's houses Might have got foreclosed on and it would be for like 40 bucks, a hundred bucks. And to have somebody on the phone talking about, I've had this house, my husband built it or bought it. And we've raised our grandkids here. And 40 bucks, a hundred bucks is the reason why your family not going to have a house anymore. So my boss was like, you can't do that. (laughs) You can't keep wiping out balances. That's the way (laughs) it is like, man, where do you be in the morning? Don't be late to work. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, oh Lord, this what a good government job be? Stress you out? I, yes. <laughs> I This may not be the fit for me. This might be perfect for somebody because I just spoke to some of them kind of people when I'm trying to pay things with the government. But wish, it's that, not... I wish, my, wish my bills were made into your life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've always don't put me in no bill collection. I'm, <laughs> you got to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Sure Don't put me there. (laughs) You want to reach your bottom line? I'm not the one. (laughs) I know life can happen to all of us at any time. So I shall not be the person that is the pen,
1: like the last straw on the pile to not blow your stuff away. I have to share this real quick because I know we're getting into your story. I volunteered for a foster home that was in Gaithersburg. Wow. But let me tell you, they had to let me go because I was giving the kids my number. <laughs> I wanted to save the kids. I wanted to take them home. I yeah. wanted to yeah, and, and I was I them- could see you getting fired. <laughs> You're yeah, probably like, "Lord, we <laughs> one shift away from a lifetime movie." But so I was like, I was." you can just come with me." They were like, "No, Amanda, yeah. you can't bring the kids to your home. You can't give them your number." So, <laughs> needless to say, I had to stop. <laughs> But I love you and I feel
0: like if if you don't, if you're not inspired to pour into people, then let's talk about what you need and how yeah. I can pour into you. Absolutely. One thing you learn from the evolution of self-love is when you really truly love yourself, then a lot of things and how you do things and view things changes. It's irritated yeah. people around me, not my problem. No, exactly. Um, I'm, I am more conscious of body shaming and the things that I say and the way that I move and how it affects other people in ways that I haven't always even considered. Yeah. So fast forward to me sitting at my job and me and my mom are leaving work. And on the radio, we hear they're about to do another one to be a QJ contest. <laughs> and my mom's like, ain't that what you did last year? And I said, well, you know, I lost. And she was like, so <laughs> note number three, she goes, Everything ain't always for you, even though you are part of somebody else's blessing. That wasn't Ooh, your moment. Go, mom. And I said, it wasn't my moment. She said, no. She said, some moments aren't about you. Some moments you are just simply there to enhance because it's someone else's.
1: Absolutely. I can't agree more with mom. And I was like, well. We were just talking about alignment right before this.
0: I'm sitting there like, lady, nobody wants to listen. Lady, this is my moment. <laughs> I said, you know what? I might do it. I talked to my friends. We're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it at the time. I don't have a car. So me getting to this space and getting to work, because remember, I can't be late to work.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm a young person with a job that I probably, I wasn't sure what I was doing. I was just wiping out people's water bills. Um, I'm like, oh no. So the morning of the second contest, this is like a year later, the girlfriend that's going to take me is sick. Huh. I ain't got nothing but like a permit. I ain't supposed to be driving nothing. She's like, you can't drive my truck. Shout out to responsible friends. Don't be dumb. <laughs> Yeah, you need them in your life. I walk from her house to downtown Baltimore through some nice blocks, some, oh, let me pull out my little mace blocks, (laughs) and some, let me just jog through this
1: block. Right, you know, high (laughs) step.
0: By the time I get to the radio station, there is a line wrapped around the building. I am due at work at 8, preferably 15 minutes prior, and I'm like, well, you stand in this line. (laughs) you gonna roll these dice? I'm walking up because I want to see how long the line is. So you risked it all that day? I did. And while I'm like, "Eh, am I gonna risk it in my mind? I said, yup. (laughs) I hear, so my government name is Candace Marie. Hey, Candace! I'm like, nobody calls me that except for like people (laughs) who just don't, what what is this? Not Candace Marie, that's obviously not a family member. What's going on? It is my foster sister's ex-boyfriend. He's in line in like 10 spaces from the door to go in. Trying out also? He is trying out also. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Alvin. Hey, Alvin. You, sh- you changed my life that day. Is he on the air? <laughs> is he is he working radio? Right I'm not really sure what transpired. <laughs> but let me tell you how it works for me. So we talking and I'm, he was like, you here to try out? And I was like, yeah, but the line and I got to be at work. Because if you've ever been to Baltimore, St. Paul Street is here. And my job was next to City Hall, which was like three blocks down. I was like, but I can't be late. I'm going to get fired. Most of us are young. We ain't even really hit the stride. You, that's when you're willing to risk it all, bounce from job to job. You don't really know what you're trying to figure out.
1: Yeah. He
0: goes, you can get in line right here, because the winner of the contest, you looking at him. Oh. I, I said, it's well, like- I said, thanks, but you got a whole line of people behind you that may beg to differ. No, girl, go ahead. Good <laughs> luck, de- de- it was one of, this is, I'm getting chills because there are times in your life when we overlook the fact that those miracles that happen every day, be yeah. are happening right now in this moment. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if we're expecting to see what we've seen in cartoons or movies, but it was this feeling of what are the odds Yeah, that at seven o'clock in the morning, if you're standing here, you've already been in line at least, at least, at least an hour. The line is moving and it was right up, and he was right up front, right up front. And y'all are gonna welcome this strange person into the line with no issues. Dang, dang, yeah, you was giving off that energy. You ever been in line for a cocktail or a snack at a concert, and somebody in front of you here come their friends nudging in line, and you stand behind them like, I don't (laughs) care. (laughs) People let me in line, we talking, laughing, talking about where we're from. I try it, I try out. And I didn't think that I had done my best. Cause I'm also like, I'm now thinking time and getting to work. Cause if this don't work out, ma'am, you need a job because yeah. you really want your own place. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I leave, I get to work. I make it in by like the hair of my chinny chin chin. Oh, wow. and we're working Get the phone call. I'm really not supposed to call you, but girl, you in there. We loved you. The only thing is, you need to figure out a new name because you can't use Tigger, which is my name from, like, my first to second group home. Me and my girlfriends all pick names, and we all got these matching tattoos. Parents really? sometimes
1: Never knew that. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, y'all.
0: But because of I Big Tigger, the tattoo, y'all. <laughs> they were like, you know, there's a guy who's known and a radio personality and TV personality oh, right. named Big Tigger, so you can't do that. And I was like, well, he's Tigger. I've been her my whole life, but all right. So I'm in the car. I'm with my mom, and we're trying to come up with a radio name. Mahogany. It was Voluptuous V. It was just strange. What? My mom is like, well, you will always be a little poet to me, because when she first got me, my mother got me um, at 13, 14. I was coming out of a really not great foster home situation, and I was just being moved to my next placement. And in lieu of being able to buy cards or get gifts, I've always been good at putting words together. I would make her cards and write her notes, put notes in her lunch, put them in her bag. Because Never do that I, to this day, I am the friend that you call when you need to write a complaint, a compliment. You didn't call and try to get this extended, and you can't. Mm-hmm. I've always had that gift. I can talk people off of a ledge. Yes. I can talk to you out of a building. And noted. Didn't think that was a superpower until I started really doing radio and I understood the power of a voice Mm -hmm. and then the power behind what that voice is, what kind of seeds that voice is planting and that it works for good, bad, ugly content. It just depends on what you want to use your superpower for. Yep. Um, I go through the same process again. I make it to the finals and this time I win. So we do. I win a contest, but it's only an internship, and the internship is during the day with my full time job having so. Hmm. Now I got to go have a conversation with my mom about. This so look, job. <laughs> this is what it is, and this is what it ain't, and I'll just get something, and I can't move out, and I know I pay you money every month, but my I just feel like, and she was like, "Let's see what happens." And to make a long story short for the essence of time, one day we can all sit down for crumpets and we can have the long version. An yeah. uh, internship turned into a conversation with the afternoon drive guy that caught the attention of the program director at the time who called us down to his office afterwards and was like, listen, what y'all did today, recreate that tomorrow and then come see me after the show tomorrow. Came my first contract, which is where I learned note number five. People will know your worth and once they realize you don't, they are going to undersell you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. When I look back now at the shift that I had, how the ratings changed, what I did to help elevate a really dope show, uh, to bring in another viewpoint from another demographic, all the things that should have upped that base level that they were offering, I didn't even know to ask for it myself because I, was, I thought I should just be happy to get the gig, not understanding that you got the gig because you have the talent. That's
1: right. And they, and they knew would, it. They, and they knew wouldn't, that.
0: wouldn't have offered it to me if they didn't see it. Right. Me not understanding my own worth just made That's, it cheaper oh for them God. to get the account. Like, to get it. Mm, mm, mm.
1: How many times have we all fell into something like that? So now when
0: people ask me, how much will it cost you to host, do this, and I send it, and they say no, I don't get offended. <laughs> I don't even get mad. That's right. And anybody that pushes me on it, I always send in the same thing. Well, I would never come to where you are and dictate your worth. That's so I'm true. asking that at this moment, you don't dictate mine. Yes. And normally I get a response back that'd be like, you know what? You right. Because we all <laughs> want equal compensation for our gifts and our talents. Right. Some of us never learn that lesson. It's the reason why there's so many billionaires with workers that are talking about how they work in three jobs to make ends meet.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just something about knowing your worth and not being afraid to ask for it and not thinking that a promotion or something is something that somebody gave you. Yeah. You earned all that. Absolutely. So from Baltimore being heard by people at PGC and being offered an overnight gig and be- I've always been one y'all should just know this now. I love a good roll of the dice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I think I'm on my team. I think I scare everybody and give a lot of people anxiety because I take a lot of risks. So right? okay. while I've never really followed
0: the Zodiac, what I've always been told is that we are humanitarians. We think people first, yeah. that we think very outside the box. So while somebody is thinking this is my only option, I'm probably sitting in the corner thinking of all the options. So what is Aquarius? February? January 25th is my birthday. Oh, that's right. It already just passed. That's right. So it's kind of like, and now when I look back on my life, even having this conversation with you, I'm like, what were the odds of a virtual a girl that won a contest. You fast forward a couple of years, and you're being asked to work. Even so some people are like, "You going to work overnight? People be sleep." In my mind, I was like, "This PGC." Exactly. This is DC market. Like, hello, yeah. That, that trigger that I couldn't use the name of is like, yeah. Wait, I'm gonna be in the building with D. Exactly. exactly. Yes, I know that's how, right. How I was getting there, how I was paying for all this and all that.
1: Never mind your be business. Mind your business. afraid
0: <laughs> to do the work. Yes. Um, technology in this season of instant gratification of baby. Some folks very oh lazy Can we not when it comes oh. to doing the work but not in reaping the reward. Everybody want the Birkins, the Jordans, the Bentleys. I don't, that's not how I measure a success. Yeah,
1: no, I no, really I measure
0: success by being in a the giant, then walking around to where mm-hmm. I was and being like, I feel like I know you. Yeah. Uh, do you mind if we rub elbows? I love when you did You feel like you're speaking up for me or well, curvy girls. that's how I measure success well, that
1: I am. That's, I'm glad you're bringing this up. poet. So like when you are like in these public settings and people recognize you and they come up to you. But like, how do you respond to like that? You know, feedback from people randomly.
0: It's funny. Um, quick story. I won't divulge this person's name. There was a radio personality that I loved in Baltimore. And it just so happened that one day when my sister, we were leaving the store or something, they were at the mall that we were leaving, but like on another side. I begged her to please drive me to M- I just gotta meet a girl! <laughs> I get there and I am excited. He would not get out the station promo truck for me. He kind of rolled down the window and was like yeah, hey, 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 and gave me a bump, of st- And I was just like, Hmm. I listen to you every night while I'm doing my homework. I feel like we, yeah, like that's you, all I can... you bay in my mind. Like it was all these things that I was so let down. And then I walked back to the car. And my sister's like, what? I was like, you know, he kind of passed it out the window. I see some other people pull up. Um, that look a little different from me. And he hop out the car. and We taking pictures and we're doing that. And I said, you know what? If I'm ever in that kind of a position. I'll never treat people that way. I would never want anybody to feel how I feel in this moment that I wasn't worth. your just a moment of your time. Right. Um, anything in the public, I I don't subscribe to that celebrity thing. You put your, if you got to jump to put your jeans on, then obviously we all working with a lot of the same (laughs) factors.
1: Exactly. Price might
0: be a little different price point on the house might be different. But we all put our pants on one leg at a time. That's well, Actually, right. I saw a video on TikTok that there are people that can hop to them. I ain't that advanced. So in my mind, outside of your money being bigger than mine, your net worth doesn't dis- define That's your right. self-worth
1: or your worth, period. And people get caught up in that. And it's all, it's all superficial and a fantasy, you know? It is. It's not even reality. They're trying to... Oh, if you think about it, they're trying to achieve a false reality and that's so scary that's so scary because it's not even a real thing but you're like thinking it's real and trying to achieve it like it's real but and you- then holding people
0: to this level that you can't attain because it's, it's not real
1: right it's not oh, real gosh. so it's for humanity, me that's what it is
0: I have anxiety uh, prior to years of therapy I used to think that I was very unattractive I also used to think that people would see me as a fat person and I don't just society told me that if you were fat you weren't attractive you didn't have value and you kind of like the butt of the joke so enjoy it so you better make jokes about yourself first mm. society can be one of the biggest bullies in the world absolutely so absolutely. when i first got in the radio i love the fact that people couldn't see me then somebody noticed that i have a list and i talk with my tongue at times, and then that became a reason why i thought that i was going to drop out of radio and then my co-worker was like man Biggie's fat and he got a list. He got a platinum album. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's the lie? <laughs> Why can't you have a list? And maybe you're not skinny. So what? Everybody that's listening ain't skinny. Everybody that's watching TV ain't skinny. There's people that look like you that's gonna be happy to see you when right. we do shows and stuff. And I sat there thinking, hmm. Yeah. And then I started working and unpacking some stuff for me. And now when I meet people, I remember that moment. I remember all of my insecurities and anxieties and things of that nature. And now I welcome, well, I used to welcome y'all with open arms. I spray y'all with Lysol now. (laughs) Those who are animate about, I keep a little small bottle. Some people are animate about hugging. And I just be like, let me put on my double mask and I'm going to spray us. And we're going to sanitize and we're going to do this quick. Because I understand, I also understand that for some people, they do see me at some level. And my goal is always Right. For you to see me at your home, girl. I want you to see me, meet me, hear me, and be like, girl, that's something the teachers would say. Child, that's something my aunt would do. Love I that. want you to know that I am a voice for y'all. And that I am no bigger, no smaller than anybody that listens to me. I don't sit no higher than the person who may make my coffee somewhere. I don't sit no lower than the judge right now that's deciding a decision somewhere. Why? Because when you look at a puzzle, and that's the way that I I always tell people, think of a puzzle. A puzzle is not complete without all the pieces. One piece does, does not top one other piece because without the other one, it's not complete anyway. And every piece cannot fit in every spot. So you are exactly how you are and where you are and how you're moving. Because at this moment, that is how you choose to be, where you choose to be, or how you're choosing to be. I love
1: that.
0: So I tell people all the time, unless I'm in a bathroom in a stall or I'm like half fork in mouth, say hi. Because I tell you, there's nothing creepier than having people peek this and whisper. <laughs> I don't know if there's something on my butt. I don't know if, what like, is my lash falling off? Because these are magnetic and I'm still learning how these work. Ooh, Talk wow. to me. <laughs> and I like talking to people because I really want to utilize where God has placed me to help people who feel like they are not heard. And I can't make sure that you are heard. I don't know what's wrong. So there are a lot of things that I've done that I do with intent. I moved to Southeast with intent. I'd heard so much about Ward 7 and 8. And it sounded like a complete contrast to all the wonderful people, organizations, and things that I knew that were coming out of Ward 7 and 8. And then you meet magical people and you're like, oh, they've just attached this narrative to this space instead of really learning this space and pouring into this space. It's easy to point finger at the person who's been given absolutely nothing to it, to make something out of. Easy to find fault, easy to find all kinds of things. I'm here for the root. The dandelion that you see in the grass is making you upset is only one half of the problem. Yeah. Let me how can I help you with the root and we're gonna get it in. So you see me? Say hi and then tell me how I can help you or well, who yeah, not listen.
1: Y'all hear that. Y'all can say hi to the poet. Just don't be staring at her. You know, just go say because that's creepy. What if I just stared at you? <laughs> right.
0: And then nudge my girlfriend and whisper, and we both kiki. You'll be like, what? Nah. Hey. And a lot of times, Amanda, I speak first because I see it. And people, it's not that people notice me. I will be talking to whoever I'm with. And they'll be like, you sound like that girl that be on TV sometimes.
1: That's hilarious. And I'd be like, I hope not
0: because she owe me money. <laughs> and then I'd be like, no, it's me. Hey, and then we will talk. And then I'd get on the next day and be like, shout out to Amanda that I met in the giant on Alabama Avenue. I think that freaks people out more. Girl, one day was like, you in the family dollar? I said, well, you in the family dollar? What you, what you in here for? She said, girl, because such is cheap in here. I said, well, girl, it is. So here I am. <laughs> We laughed and went on our way and it's, though like, I want to change, I'm hoping to change the narrative of what people believe a celebrity to be. We are celebrities. In your tribe right now, you are a celebrity. You are a rock star. You are the mom that did this, that even with a now I got me the whole fresh, ooh, a baby
1: that can't talk back yet. I like those,
0: babies. <laughs> those are the babies. I watch y'all babies when they can't talk back or
1: nothing. Oh, yeah. Get past that. That's the best time. And then, yeah, they yeah. just kind of throw Then up. they become my niece. And then I'd be like,
0: wait. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Amanda, it's kind of like you are, we have the power to change all the things that we've been taught. And yeah. I am such a rebel to those things.
1: And that's why I like that, um... Poet, because all the things that you had, you know, encountered when you were, you know, childhood growing up to where you are now, you know, society, like you said, tells us, you know, that we're not good enough for different things. And for you, it was, you know, weight or what have you. But, you know, to be able to change your mindset and go against all that negativity, it's the opinion of the masses. And you're just one person that has to fight all of that to continue your journey and continue your righteous path. Uh, one of the things we like to do on the Know You First podcast is to talk about what we call selfish moments, hashtag selfish moments. And selfish moments, when we, when we think of the word selfish, typically it has a negative connotation. I am talking about the time when you need to focus inward, you need to declutter, we need to find the alignment uh, because things that are against us, whether society, whether on our job, what have you, doing the uh, opposition. And so if you could share your selfish moment, whether it's um, career or personal, where you had to say, "Oh, yes, yes, nah, yes, I had to focus inward. I have to block it out. I have to, this is what I got to do. And it's going to be all about me. And they're going to say I'm a B, but it's going to be what it is. This is my selfish moment that I have to live in. Please share. So A, I love this.
0: Therapy taught me that being selfish is not a negative thing. Depending on who you are, if there's 100% of us, we will give 98% of us to everybody else. Make sure that nobody feels like you didn't show up for them, didn't support them, didn't pull up, share and do. And then we will try to fit the 200% that we've been working on, building on, dreaming on. And to that 2% of us, now that's selfish. Because see, when I grow and I win, then by default, my tribe wins and they grow. Because all I'm going to do is pay to work forward. So my selfish moment was when I told everyone that 2021 would be the year of yes to me and no to you. As a community activist, I am seeing that a lot of people, uh, there are people that believe that my time is their time. Not my time to share and serve as I see fit, but that my time belongs to them. And probably for a good chunk of my career, I believed it too. But you're the you, you're community liaison. You got to show up. You got to Oh, so I'll set my t-shirt line over here. I won't work on my coffee table book. I'm not going to work on my podcast. Most of the time, at the end of the day, I didn't have time. I had enough to prepare for my show for the next day. And by the time I got off the air the next day, I was running for everybody. And in 2020, I know how it affected the economy. I know how it affected us. This is also the year of accountability that's and shaping right. what kind of life we want to have and not so much our lives, what kind of life I want my great-grandchildren to have. Because that's, that's right. the real trickle-down effect. My biggest Absolutely. question recently has been, who paying back all these trillions? But that's not the podcast. <laughs> so to answer your selfish question, um, I made this a year of yes to me and no to everyone else and ended up getting a business manager. I haven't had that in my entire career. Yeah. I'm 10 plus years in the game and thought I can do it myself. I don't want to trust nobody with my uh, secrets and my money because I'd seen other, we are what we see sometimes. Yeah. I had seen my friends get assistance who ran off with their black book. Mm-hmm. People that had gotten assistance that just wanted to be at the station and meet celebrities. I was just like, no, cause if it go to sugar, honey, iced tea, it's on me. That sits on my shoulders, my reputation and I don't want none of that. Yeah. But you know what? When I started saying yes to me, it wasn't so much that I said no to everyone else. I just said yes to organized chaos (laughs) and a work-life balance and being able to draw some lines, have some honest conversations and some boundaries. Realizing that, no, I cannot show up for everything because you only one person. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there'll be more of this work to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day so taking a moment to sit back and say for once not what works best for everybody else but what works best for you that's case right. in point i'll give y'all an example us having this wonderful conversation today that's right with amanda scheduling my schedule it was a uh i was <laughs> on the phone with my business manager and i was like well let her know what i love amanda whatever she needs and she was like uh-uh he was like, no, 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 no. That's how you get into all these situations that <laughs> why I appreciate that. You want to give Amanda all the flexibility that she needs. Is that really what you want to do? And I said, well, I want to make sure she has like dates and times. So we can get this done. She said, okay, so what does that look like for you? And then I sat back and I said, well, I never like to take meetings on Monday or do anything on Monday because I feel like I'm playing catch up from a weekend of emails that I kind of looked at, but i didn't really look at drawing emails yeah. <laughs> Then on Friday. Depending on what's happening in the news cycle, I'm ready to go home, cuddle with my dog, and I'm really not about to do anything with you at three, four, five, six, and even. Probably trying to get to my sister's house to eat her food. (laughs) I said, but you know what? I said, I I do not mind having a triple stack, quadruple stack day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For a peace of mind tomorrow. (laughs) He was like, say less. That's what I'll always offer. Do you have something available Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Girl, what's your schedule like on a day? Oh, well, I'm normally done. I get home. I take a little time for me. So about 2-ish, I'm back up and rolling. Okay. So 2 o'clock, after 2 o'clock, these days work best for you. And then just like that. and here that we session, <laughs> Here we are. But we also get to say, that just streamlined my schedule for the rest of the year.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you still have, like you said, your balance. At those times where you know where you're most productive. She's not scheduling craziness during that time so time
0: for me time to travel time to breathe take my bra off she was like <laughs> this is what it is so when I listen to you ask yo when was your selfish moment it was that and finally standing up to my mom you're not going like this when you hear see this my it's okay because I love you my mother and I believe that this is just a trait that's why I can't wait till I get older so I can lay this guilt trip and break ankles like my mom does um my birthday was January 25th my best friend surprised me with a brunch. People who know me know that Sunday is my I don't work day. I don't work on Sunday because I've been told that that's the day we're supposed to rest. Anyway, that's right. <laughs> I do a little bedside Baptist check in with the community. I hope from my bed, and then I normally drive to Baltimore and have Sunday dinner, play games with my mom. Choosing to wooza and take a moment to get yes, I always call it organized chaos. Yeah. The organized chaos is not selfish. There have been times that I've had to tell people, well, that sounds nice, but no. I got a whole morning show I co-host and I want to make sure I'm pouring into that like I'm supposed to. And while I appreciate sushi and warm sake with you, that ain't going to do nothing for me at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and people that <laughs> love you. That's hard to turn down. Ooh. I know. People <laughs> know how I feel about sushi and sake. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want you to think that choosing you and your legacy and building your foundation somehow that you're doing something wrong because guess what I stop letting people guilt trip me into thinking that I'm supposed to be do and move in a way that makes them feel a certain kind of way because that's and, their problem that's, their, it that's is. their problem and we all have our own lives to live so I tell people you think why you ain't got no kids yet why you ain't got no kids yet seriously why you not driving why you not driving that I'm telling
1: you that Jedi mind trick it's Whatever always ask something, me, though. It's always something. You know, why are you not married? Why are you not having kids? When are you going to get a dog? When are you going to buy a house? <laughs> ask them. I ask
0: people the most intimate of questions right back. That's right. Well, why you ain't got this? Well, why you ain't never waxed your mustache? <laughs> and then people look at you and be like, well, why you say that? Well, why you just say that? Oh, okay. So we're going to stop being inappropriate and we're just going to love each other and instead say... What, what's popping with you? Exactly. How can I pour into you? I told everybody that my word for 2021 was collective. How can we move as a collective to elevate each other? See, I can be as rich as I want to be, but if the person to your right and your left are still begging and they don't have, then how good are you in that moment? That's right. Oh. And how long will it be before they feel like if I can't get, I can't, I can't get it because that narrative of struggle seems to be something that is embedded in a lot of people. Yeah. Then how soon before they think they have to come take yours versus I can't make you drink. But let me tell you some things that work for me. I applaud people that have high school diplomas that I've met in this radio, television, media game. I tip my hat and salute those of us like me who have a GED. Some people maybe not even a high school diploma. I just knew how to tinker around with this. Yeah. And then I would self-taught that and I moved there. Why? Because success is going to look different to all of us. That's so right. you're not selfish. You're just pouring into your success and a real person that loves you is going to ask how they can pour into it with you.
1: Yeah. I hear that. Now you're pouring into your success. Ain't nothing wrong with being selfish. Selfish moments are required um, every now and again. Most of the time, really. Yeah. Um, that's, that's amazing. And I love that. Um, all right. So one, another thing that we like to do on the know you first podcast, I have a bunch of quotes that either I've written or have collected. Well, I'm amused. I like thinking. If there's a quote or some words of affirmation that you can leave us with, whether it's something that you have written yourself, because I like quotes, I like to kind of end on one as we sum up pushing through, um, putting yourself first in our selfish moments. Oh, this is so dope because I have a quote that somebody was like, Oh, that's your quote.
0: And I was like, No. I think it's beer game, bacon, but beautiful people. I just think that encompasses all of us. Um, <laughs> no matter the season, may you continue to find ways to live, learn, love, and grow. Amen to that. No matter. Oh, Live, laugh, love, and learn.
1: That is I guess, all the L's. Laugh, love, and learn. Yeah. You know what? No matter no, the season. No matter the season. And I always say live, laugh, love. So adding learning on there.
0: Yeah. When people. (laughs) I should have known that. (laughs) People will be like, hey, hey, how was 2020 for you? I am thankful that I found ways in spite of my finances being attacked, my health being like, ah, don't go outside. um, That I found ways to still live, laugh, love and learn. And I think that is the driving force that will continuously get us through. I live by those things. I laugh every day, rather at myself. Joe is very funny. Listen to us, uh, <laughs> 6 to 10 a.m. WPGC. But um, uh, I love learning something new. I challenge myself to put content on our show clock that those listening aren't learning something. We're learning together. Today, I learned about stocks in a way that I've just been buying stocks on Cash App. I you know about all the inner things. I just
1: started doing that, too. And Robinhood is another app.
0: Yeah. So, they, Ways to Love, and for me now, that is random texts of I love you. People will be mm-hmm. like, you good? Yeah. You should hear that more often if you think that something's wrong when I say that I love you. Yes. Or let me know if you, I text people, let me know if you need anything. I'm a phone call away. Most people really at this, might be like, I don't need anything, but that's nice.
1: Yeah. Because
0: most of us are getting calls about Can you? Could you? <laughs> you know how? <laughs> call, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I want to change the way that we engage each other and how we pour into each other and how we nurture each other. And, you know, I was told from a very young age that I am not my brothers and sisters keeper. And God said, no, 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 you are your brother and your sisters keeper. And if we're all built in our God's image, then that means we're all siblings by default. So I'm going to show up for you, even if you don't know how to show up for me, because by showing up for you, you're going to be like, Oh, that's, that's better. All right, let me do that for a couple other people. And then that's contagious. And then we all connected. And then we're all sitting and looking to our left and our right. And we're all elevated. And ain't nobody fighting because we've elevated and taken each other each step of the way. We can do this. I'm telling you.
1: It ain't I no would have never if, met you. Ain't no, exactly. And, and it ain't no fun if the homies can't hang anyways. So what good is it with me being successful all my, by myself? That's, that's no, there's no fun in that.
0: Like you, invite me to this podcast. That, this? There's so many people who are tapped and tuned into you for all of your media work that don't even know that poet Taylor existed. Yeah. And because of you opening up your space, they do. Oh. And I believe that in that there'll be somebody that reaches out. I saw you on my. I saw you on this podcast. Can you? That's how we pour into each other. That's why I said success right. looks different than what I think we're always told. Not necessarily your house, your car, or something tangible. Sometimes it's just speaking somebody's name in a room where they're not present That's but right. people that may not know that they exist sure Amanda was like I want to interview poets some people were like well who is she <laughs> didn't even know oh, didn't shit. even know I was
1: so magical <laughs> <laughs> well look on that note guys live laugh love and learn did I get them all right live yes. laugh love and learn yes <laughs> uh, with Poet Taylor here y'all on the Know You First podcast Poet as always thank you please come back We love you. Thank you for having me. I love you too. Glad to my DMs if you need me. I'll be (laughs) answering them thanks. (laughs) The Word. The Word. For this segment on the Word, I want to share a quote by Amanda Gorman, who I noted earlier for the Spotlight segment, which is the following Who can fathom me in all this enormity? All that I am. Woven beside all I am not. Me as well as the wind rushing round my limbs. Not what happened to me, but how I took it in. What I did once that shining pain was mine. Now, (laughs) I thought this was beautiful. And I paused when I read this because... It is oftentimes that we become our problems. As massive as they are, we become them. And it was a reminder that our problems are everlasting, that morph into other problems and grow. There will really never be a time where you don't have anything to worry about. But it is how you choose to perceive these issues and handle them that will count the most and determine the greater outcome. You know, Amanda, she says, it's not what happened to me, but how I took it in. And what I did when that pain was mine. Look, y'all, I'm about to take y'all to church seriously. (laughs) Uh, Because I went there when I read this. Um, It was actually a random quote um, within her Instagram. Um, But I I stopped uh, immediately because, you know, I could totally relate and um, know others who could as well. You know, it would be what you did when you are having challenges at work or at home. It will be what you do that determines if your problems will grow or evolve into something more manageable to deal with. And with that, I'm not going to take you all to church. <laughs> Until next time, it's Amanda Smith, y'all, on the Know You First podcast. Executive producer and host, Amanda Smith. Sound engineer is Rashad Smith. Music by Motion
0: Array. Know You First podcast is published by WaveSync Media.